A very warm welcome. How you feeling, Cognoscenti? I'm Omri, a Los Angeles-based contemplative advisor who leads meditations and hosts tea ceremonies that inspire clients to improve their lives. It's a pleasure to be with you. This is a mindful advice show helping listeners through the emotional crisis and conflicts of their lives. Let's connect on social. You can find me at Omri, that's A-U-M-R-I-E. We'll get started by taking a deep breath in and releasing. This is a safe space. Have a question for Omri? Get it answered at Omri.com. That's A-U-M-R-I-E.com. She writes, Omri, I could use your guidance. I've been proposed to by my fiancé three times. I've accepted the ring three times and have given it back twice. I'm thinking about returning the engagement ring for a third and final time. We live together and I care deeply for him. I would say I love him, but I'm not quite sure if I'm in love with him. He's a good guy, provides well, comes from a good family, and everyone tells me that I'm so lucky to be with him. But when I imagine my future, I don't know if it includes him. I'm turning 38 in three months, and I want children. I know he would take good care of them and me. With time running out, Is it better to keep the ring or return it for a third and final time? I want to start by acknowledging the weight of the conflict of your heart. This is heavy. And so often as a society, when we come to major decisions like this, we just push through. We just put our heads down and we just kind of make a decision but not enough attention is paid to the process, how we come to that decision, how we sit with that decision. Every chef will tell you that if you do not preheat the oven, you can destroy a dish. The whole recipe gone. And it seems like, Jill, perhaps you rushed into putting the dishes into the oven without necessarily preheating the oven, taking time to sit with the full weight of the impact of the decision. And that can be understandable, really, because perhaps you were socialized to not say no. The way that an engagement or proposal is set up, it's kind of coercive in a sense that you're supposed to say yes. All the magazines say yes. All the movies, they say yes. The happily ever after is predicated on saying yes. But yet there's something within you, something deep within you that says, something doesn't feel right. You don't have peace within your heart. Your mind is unsettled. 
Maybe there's a felt sense within your body. And for some reason, that keeps arising, and you override it. Now, and I don't know what's going on in this guy's head. You would think that someone would get a hint that after two times someone returns the ring, perhaps there's some doubts. And perhaps we shouldn't just go through this cycle. Because that's what people love to do, is they love to create patterns. They like to create patterns of chaos, patterns of dysfunction, just constant repeating cycles. And this is the moment that you can choose to break the cycle. Don't think of the ring as a ring. Think of it in its real terms. It is a commitment, a lifelong promise. It is the full opening of your heart to another person, the enmeshing of your lives with someone else. Is that the choice that you want to make? It seems like you already know. Your heart already knows. But for some reason, you keep waffling over it. And your letter gives us some indications. First, you mentioned that comes from a good background. He's a good provider. Right? He's an upstanding guy. And maybe all your friends are telling you, why on earth would you not want to be with him? This is the kind of person that people dream about. For some reason, you're saying no. So you can feel that weight, that social pressure. That, that's huge. I can't tell you the amount of decisions that we make based on peer pressure, based on social obligations. Yes, that includes weddings. It's not just doing stupid things as a teenager. It's also doing stupid things in our adulthood. And perhaps the inertia of the moment, the social pressure, the weight of your maternal clock ticking, the thoughts of family, the being with a good provider. On balance, those seem like some tremendous qualities. Something is being unstated. Something is left out. If he has all those good qualities, but still something doesn't feel right, you have to explore what doesn't feel right. And so instead of just returning the ring and then a few months or a few years later getting the ring back again, I invite you to begin to sit with your feelings, your thoughts. Notice the felt senses within your body. Does it feel like a no? We all know what no feels like when our body tenses, when our body tenses and we feel clenched and we feel tight. We know what a yes feels like when we feel open and free and light. 
What does your body tell you? What are the reservations that are arising within your heart? What are those conflicts? And then perhaps it's time to begin some sharing, right, with the mystery man. Say, hey, this is a difficult conversation, but I have to be 100% transparent. Here are my reservations. And I don't know if these reservations are insurmountable or if we can come to terms with them. But I don't just want to hand back the ring and continue the cycle. We have to have this conversation. You're a good guy. But I don't fully know if I am the one for you or if you are the one for me. And it could be that I'm just afraid of commitment. It could be a lot of things. But what I want to say to you is that I need some time to fully process the proposal, what's going on in my head, the conflicts taking place within my heart so that we can move forward in a strong way. And I know this may be really tough for you. And I'm sorry for that. But I need this. Will you give me that time to search my heart? And so this is the conversation that must be had. This is the conversation that you must also have with yourself. And it's one where you'll have to put aside all of the social endorsements that the mystery man has. It's one that for a moment you'll have to set aside what you're biological clock may be telling you just so that you can see more clearly without all those added pressures. And when you sit with it, really pay attention to how your body responds, how your body reacts. It's called the somatic experience. Our bodies are, is a vast sensory network. It carries so much information. And if we just pay attention to it, it provides us with tremendous clues on how to proceed. You couple that with what yes feels like, with pairing back the emotions, with 
allowing and sitting with the thoughts that arise, not trying to suppress them, not trying to make them go away, allowing all those doubts and all that confusion and all that worry to, to bubble up and to say, I'm going to sit with this and see how my body processes it. This is how a cognoscenti, how someone who lives the mindful life, who walks a contemplative path, would respond to this situation. Don't just say yes because of social obligations, but you must also unpack why you keep saying yes and then saying no. And so the guidance in this situation is to hold a space for this decision within your heart, the full weight of it. Sit with that, with the fullness of its impact. Sit with it. And so, this meditation is dedicated to you, Jill, for the conflict that you are now facing. I invite you to come into an upright and comfortable seated position. I invite you to take a few deep breaths in and out. For anyone who is facing a dilemma of the heart, this meditation is for you. Sitting with the confusion and the doubt. Sitting with the weight of wondering if I'm making the right decision or not. sitting with the red flags and the discordance of the heart, sitting with the vital information that the body already knows. The answer is there. The question is, Will you have the courage to see it? Well-practiced friends, it was great to sit with you today. Listen, I want you all to have a wonderful, wonderful start to your new year. We're entering into 2019. I'm recording this on New Year's Eve. You may have heard some of the fireworks going off in the distance here in Los Angeles. People are pre-celebrating. It's a little after uh, 10 p.m. here. And so we're leading up to the New Year's. I'm going to enter the New Year's here at home in meditation, gently entering into the New Year, acknowledging the things that have left and the things that are to come and continuing my work, my, my life's work of 
being a contemplative advisor, of bringing these safe spaces so that people can tend to their interior lives and take care of themselves. And so it was great to be with you and to sit with you. Until next time, take time to make time to care for yourself. Deep gratitude to you all for your practice today. Namaste.